0: Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women thriving in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join carpenter Camille Finan as she interviews women around the country working in non-traditional, typically male-dominated roles, and how you can too they are making big money and owning their power. So let's get creative and start the show.
1: All right, guys, we're back and we're back with Amy and she's going to talk a little bit about like how, what's going on with women in the industry and, um, you know, women specifically winemakers and, you know, like what's, what's it like being a female winemaker right now in the industry? Yeah,
2: actually it's pretty amazing, especially in Sonoma County to, to be part of the, the movement in California in general, uh, for women winemakers is really blossoming, uh, currently, uh, nationwide they only, there are only about 10% of women winemakers. And, the, and when I use that, it's the lead role The you're making, you're the lead winemaker. So mm-hmm. nationwide, it's 10%. In California, it's about 12% of all lead winemakers are women,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but that's growing. Mm-hmm. There is, especially in California. I mean, with, again, I'm going to be tooting some horns, but California wines are just amazing. Everything that's coming out of, out of California are really there. We are, we're evolving into this really great uh, wine destination. And and it's because the the wines are really good. So being a woman winemaker and during this growth and development has really transformed a lot of, a, a lot of, Things for me personally, I love going. We we do we call, it's called custom crush. We don't own our own winery facility. It's a cooperative idea. So we when I get my grapes, I have a an assistant winemaker, Kira Thompson, who uh, also a woman. Mm-hmm. She and I uh, we will do everything during the harvest. We pick up the grapes with the with the big trucks, drive them in to Punch Down Cellars, which is our cooperative uh, taste or our cooperative winery. And we are there from distemming all the way to barreling down. So through the fermentations and everything. And I really love Punch Down because there's there are they there are a lot of other women winemakers in there. Mm-hmm. And the the energy is really good. I don't feel like it's a competitive thing. It's more of a cooperative thing.
1: Hmm, interesting.
2: And Yeah. And yeah. I love that. Now, I love you, the women supporting women thing. <laughs> yeah. Do
1: you feel that that's a big difference from, you know, obviously you're not 20 anymore. So do you really notice a difference? Because <laughs> I definitely notice a difference in a lot of industries right now. Things just weren't like this 30 years ago. <laughs> like, Absolutely. So it's, oh. it's, there's so much opportunity right now for women in all these different industries.
2: Absolutely. Uh, they, it, it's just what you said. It, the, everything is kind of changing. I've, I've seen, I belong to a lot of women entrepreneurial type groups and everything. And, and the, the, some of the women that are coming in are in very, very non-traditional female roles. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. And 20 years ago, 22 years ago, when we started our vineyard management company, people would literally say to me, so you worked for your husband? No, I work <laughs> with my husband, <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the time, to tell you the honest truth at the time, I probably didn't say that. I probably said, yes, I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now I can really tell the difference, just the fact that you and Kira are actually driving the trucks and doing the physical work. It's like what I try to get across to women that if you haven't felt that before, it's different, right? Wouldn't you describe it's like a different kind of self-esteem, a different kind of feeling good about yourself, right? There's something about that. I mean, and I think that's what you're feeling, right? It's like, yeah, it's creating something from start to finish. It's, it's
2: absolutely getting your hands on in there. And, and I, yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I wish, I just (laughs) wish more women got that. Instead of talking about it, I wish I really got that feeling of it because it really is different when you're doing the work Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, Okay, so so that's sort of what's going on with women. Tons of opportunity in this this industry for women to be the actual winemakers. What's tell me a little bit about the the industry itself, like wine wine drinking, and what's going on? What do you see happening in the industry that's changing from you know the way you and I grew up? You know, as young people and watching our parents you know drink and have parties and stuff like that, like what do you see that's happening that's different now? So
2: it, it if you read all the press <laughs> right now, it's kind of doom and gloom. Uh, we the wine wines in general are not are being chosen less as a going out. And so we've got the craft cocktail movement and we've got the craft beers and, and they're all amazing. Uh, everything is, uh, again in California in general, we have, it's, everybody's doing their craft things. They're, they're creating a really amazing things. And then we've got the cannabis thing coming in too, which is, is taken away from the wine business But it's, it's, we're looking at the millennials and so the wine business in, in, as a whole has kind of not there as far as marketing and things, they, they haven't kind of gotten around to marketing toward the millennials to towards that generation. They have less money in their pocket. They're looking for more of an experience and, we, the wine makers of, in the wine industry, the wine industry itself is kind of slow to jump onto that bandwagon.
1: Hmm. And so, how are you guys addressing that? Like, how are you, you know, how are you, how are you guys as a winery trying to, or your friends, your winemaker friends, like trying to address <laughs> that to bring more excitement and interest to it? Well,
2: we as a as a winery, as Chenoweth Wines, uh, we are doing vineyard tours and we use these little UTVs. We have what we are calling a wine shack. It's the it's the tiniest little space you've ever seen, but it's set in the Redwoods and you meet us there and we we're providing the experience. So we are providing wine while you're having this experience so that you can, you know, and it's um, I think we need to mix it up. Mm-hmm. So so some we the the traditional going to a tasting room and tasting the flights of the wines is going to be swept to the wayside. We need to make more experience.
1: We need to have more fun. Hmm. Interesting. Even right. though I love a good wine flight myself personally. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just tired of paying Absolutely. you know seventy five dollars <laughs> to have and yes. again, people, this is California, to have a couple sips of a of a wine. So I pretty much just order a glass of wine now if I can, because Mm -hmm. it gets kind of frustrating Mm -hmm. the expense, but, um, I still love the variety of it. I like finding something I didn't know I was going to love, or usually these wineries on, you know, they're, as you know, they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. Just physically, the carpentry, the architecture is gorgeous to look at the gardens, the, the setting for me is as much a part of the experience and just the excitement of all the people and stuff. So I still personally Absolutely. like it, but it's probably mm-hmm. because I'm 50, and so no, you know, I, I mean, no, because
2: it is. There's still definitely a big trend. Bachelorette parties still yeah. coming to Sonoma County for wine tasting. So it is yeah. definitely it's still happening. But really exciting news is that uh, I'm involved in a project called Region that is going in in our little tiny town of Sebastopol. In the Barlow, which is mm-hmm. a uh, really new, up-and-coming area where there's craft cocktails and there's craft beers. We have Seismic and and uh, Golden State Ciders is, has opened a tasting room in there. It's kind of a, a hub for uh, later fun. Yeah. So they, I, I, for lack of a better word, because I love fun, <laughs> um, so we are ta- we are going to open. Region, which is a, um, it's a cooperative wine experience. So on one, and we are inviting twenty-five really small producers, like myself. I mean, I make less than five hundred cases of wine per year. So all very small producers are coming in. On one side of the the space, we will have these, uh, their machines that you can put a full bottle of wine in and they use the Coravin system. So they're, they're quote unquote tapped. And you can get on that side, fit a taste of 52 different wines. Hmm. And a lot of them are wines that you may have never heard of, or they're you can get a there. I think there's three options. I can't remember exactly. I think there's a taste a a poor, And, uh, there's three different options of how you, and a glass, I think that's how it is. Three different options that we will have menu books. So if you, because if you walk in and you see 52 different labels in there that you have no idea what they are, you, maybe you don't know where to start. So we will have menu books that will offer flights that, that are comparable. Maybe there's a flight of all women winemakers. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a flight of pinot noirs that are all they're different producers, but they're all from the same vineyard.
0: Mm. Or
2: they're or you want a flight of different varietals. You want to start with a Sauvignon Blanc and then go to a Chardonnay and then a Pinot Noir and then maybe a Cabernet in or something like that. So we will have all these opportunities to taste wines that you may not have been able to try. Um, because maybe they're too expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, there there could be a $125 bottle in there and you, I don't I don't want to drop, you know, $125 on a bottle that I don't recognize or somebody hasn't told me is really really good. I want it, but uh, if I taste it and I really like it, then maybe that's going home with me. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, so when, on the other- when is that supposed to when is that supposed to open? When are you thinking it's going to open?
2: We're looking at a soft launch in April on April 1st. And then the main opening for the public,
1: uh, right around May 1st. Awesome. Oh, so I interrupted yeah. you there. You were saying on the whole other oh. side is something else. So there's,
2: there's a whole other side where we're going to have a rotating tasting room. So that experience that you're mm. talking about going to the traditional tasting room and seeing the beautiful architecture, because the Barlow is really, really neat space. Um, you still get that and every week it changes every week. One of the small producers that is part that is part of our team here is going to come in and it is theirs for the week. So they will be having parties and dinners and whatever they want. And and it's more of a traditional uh, space, tasting room space on that on that other side.
1: Oh, I love that. That sounds like a perfect trip for us to go out and visit you guys I know I I definitely will go out and get some photos and do a tasting with you and or I loved all those combinations of menus you were describing I was like I loved every single one of those um are you guys going to be offering any like winemaker dinners or yes or because I think that's a great way to market this and especially for people that are local like I would do that once a month I would love to do that um, yeah, we, we, have we will have four big events every year that
2: involve all 25 of the wineries. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we are still in the planning stages of trying to do some smaller events, uh, and, and working with the wineries that are in the space each week to really promote them. Uh, well, so for instance, my wines channel with wines will be in the space and for during my weeks i expect to have a uh meet the meet the farmer so we'll bring Mm -hmm. charlie in and he and he can tell you all about different clones and the soils and whatever whatever you want to know Whatever the climate is like, all the stuff that is, goes into making that bottle, we'll do meet the winemaker or winemaker's dinner. So Kira and I will be there mm-hmm. to answer your questions or just sit and drink and eat with you too. Cause that's fun.
1: Yeah, that is fun. Sign me up. Yeah. Just make it really
2: laid back. (laughs) I
1: might bring my sister to that. She and I both like to drink wine. That might be a good reason for me to get my sister to come up from Fresno and we can make a little weekend of it. Um, Make it happen. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, So I just have one, I want to sort of end on two little questions with you since you've, you know, I'm a business owner too. And I, and I love the combination Mm -hmm. of creativity and business. Um, but I also don't, I also like people to know that like stuff, you know, shit happened along the way. And so I want them to know what it's like to be at the beginning and when things didn't quite work out or you had to transition. So I love talking about mistakes or something that didn't go the way you were hoping. And like, do you have a mistake or something that happened that you were like, Ooh, and then like, what did you do to solve it or get past it?
2: Yeah. I mean it, I, I agree. So there, I don't think it's, it's, Owning a business is like having a marriage, right? You're gonna have your ups and downs, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what. And uh, the the main thing that is, you have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to have those lows to get those highs. There you can't have an in between without right. without those. So I mean, mistakes along the way. There's probably been a hundred you know <laughs> at least yeah and uh, but it's the the real the real thing is you have to want it and you have to want to make it work mm-hmm. so if you're if you're trudging through the mud but you know where you want to be you keep trudging through that mud yeah.
1: right yeah exactly so. um and then, so the second last question that occurred to me was Um, I wanted to talk just a tiny bit as we round this out. I'm super excited about the Barlow and all the stuff coming up and the UTV tour. I'm definitely doing that. But I've always struggled with knowing, and a lot of people do, what makes a good wine. And I've heard you describe sort of the difference of how you guys process your vineyards and how that the physicality of that really makes a difference in the wine process the value of the wine, can you just take, take us out with like kind of describing what makes you guys different and oh. what, and, and how that translates to more flavor in the bottle? Okay.
2: Yeah. That's an excellent
1: question. Uh, people always ask me at, at, almost
2: on a daily basis, I will have a consumer say, what am I supposed to be tasting in here? What, what flavors are you trying to reproduce? What are you, you know, what, whatever that there's, In my eyes, if you like it, you should drink it. If you don't like it, you shouldn't drink it. It's really that simple for me. So our style, uh, uh, what we're making, I I only use 30% new French oak, which is relatively low for our Pinot Noirs and our our Chardonnays are relatively low oak as well, because I don't want to mask any of those flavors that are coming straight out of the vineyard. Our number one thing is that we are farmers. We, we, the, the honest truth is that it doesn't make sense for me to keep my break, my grapes in my bottle, you know, as a financial outlook, it makes more sense for us to sell our grapes because our main business is selling the grapes. Hmm. So I keep them because and and don't want to mask any of those flavors that are coming right out of those vineyards that that is we cultivate those grapes so that they are a premium item so that they taste good on in everyone's mouth and uh, and 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 it goes back to when we were only now we are up to 6 SKUs. So we have a rosé four pinot noirs and a Chardonnay, um, but when back when we were only doing the one wine, the taste difference between the wines was the farming, was the the weather that happened that year, and that is really what I I as a winemaker am trying to showcase those vineyards. Mm-hmm. those uh, Those vineyards are meticulously farmed by my husband. They are, and then very well taken care of once they're in the cellar because they I've been a part of that whole farming process. I know what clones are there. I was there when they were when the vineyards were being installed. I was I'm part of the pruning practices. I, you know, they're babies. They're my children (laughs) from start to finish. So the my style of winemaking really showcases that fruit. I don't want to mask the fruit. And it really comes down to i get really good grapes and then all I, my ba- my one number one job is don't mess it up
1: hmm i love that i love that <laughs> that's great well i it just makes me even more excited about wine and the process <laughs> and Like, I'm looking for another career, but if I was, this sounds like a really fun career. (laughs) Come on over, (laughs) um,
2: welcome to the dark side. (laughs) There you go. Um, so yeah, I really
1: appreciate just all your time and attention and insight into this uh, you know, just incredible career choice and lifestyle. And, um, you guys, you'll have to look for our follow up, you know, interview where we're sort of out in the field and we. Take, it, take our whale on the road and we'll do a UTV tour and we'll go out to the Barlow and have maybe a winemaker's dinner or something. Um, so you guys stay tuned for that. And Amy, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. for listening to remodel your life. I sure have enjoyed being with you today. And if you really like our show, we'd love it. If you would subscribe through iTunes, you can always send us feedback through email at Camille at Podcast.com, And I'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the remodel your life podcast. This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue
1: Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show.